but it is Mother's Day. Yes, here we are again. Um, one year down the track. It's, um, it seems like I was, I was trying to think about what happened last year, but it seems like a long time ago. And for some of us, uh, we've, our families have extended. A couple of new mamas at the back there. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some of us have, um, have got to- toddlers who are now running and creating chaos um, and learning words. Um, some of us have graduated out of nappies, hanging on to that moment real tight. Can't wait for that. Um, some of us have got kids who are in school far out. It all happens in one year, high school even. Some of us have kids who have learnt to drive. Oh my gosh, <laughs> can't even can't even try and understand that feeling of terror, fear, <laughs> concern, but like total like confidence and faith in in my in my child, of course. <laughs> um, and um, some of us have become grandparents for the first time, yes. Um, and some of us have become grandparents for like the 10th time. And that is so beautiful, all in the space of a year. Some of us have um, lost what loved ones, um, but they've gone to a, a better place in the year. And we just celebrate it all. We celebrate it all. Well, um, I would just like to mention that... I'm just going to go into it. Okay. Um, So earlier in the year, my... um, But before I go on, I just want to say I'm genuinely... I I feel like this is the best way to celebrate Mother's Day in good company with heroic mums who have done the journey, who are going through the journey how beautiful it is that we can come together on a Sunday morning in the house of God and celebrate one another. I love that. I mean, I'm an introvert. I love my own company. I love my little bubble. But um, I just feel like Mother's Day is rich when you can share it with other people and other mums. So I just love all these beautiful mum faces. And I love that we get to be here this morning together. Anyway, so earlier in the year, my friend got married. She is a Asian-Australian who was a missionary in Mexico who, is mar- who married a, an American. Um, and so it was really quite an interesting journey, her getting her, um, Monica getting her citizenship for America or visa, whatever it is. Visa, I think it was a visa, maybe not a citizenship. Um, and so I got to go over, be a part of the, the wedding, and it was beautiful. And, um, but I, at the end of the week, I was able to, I had 24 hours to myself, and I was like, yes, 24 hours in LA. <laughs> and then I realized I have not traveled by myself since, since before, be, before Dan. So I'm like, oh, a little bit nervous. Um, and so I just thought, okay, one thing that I know that I would enjoy but I, I wouldn't do again if I was ever in the city with Dan is um, spend an entire day at a gallery, museum. So, um, so I stayed 
I stayed really close to the Getty Museum. I, I was so out of town. It's in the hills and, like, I did not see LA at all. But I did see the Getty all day. So I'm going to take you on a little bit of a tour. So the first um, footage we have um, arriving to the Getty. There we go. It's a magnificent um, building. It's so nice. I think I took more photos outside than I did inside or beautiful. So you actually get into like a little cart thing that climbs up the hill. And then the next picture is the outlook. So it's got ex just the most exquisite view over the entire city. It's up on the hills, not Hollywood Hills. The Hollywood Hills are like over there, but we're up here. The ocean's that way. Beautiful garden. And then the next picture is footage. So this is the lovely garden. Crazy, so beautiful. <laughs> Who's loving this tour? Do you feel like you're there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm really taking my time with this one, aren't I? <laughs> there it is. Glorious. Glorious. And then I think that's it. But, all right, so... While I was there, there was a, um, they just have sort of travelling exhibitions and it's the wealthiest museum in, I think, the world. So um, they just, they drop money like, like it's hot. It's just <laughs> crazy how much money they spend. Um, and, and so I was really fortunate that this particular um, exhibition was on and it's um, Pontormo, Pontormo. He is um, a Florentine artist from the um, sort of the, the High Renaissance era. And this particular, there was a couple of artworks from him that the, their artworks, I have just this like floating piece of garment. Occasionally it's fine. Um, <laughs> they recently got restored and left the country. So it was a big deal that they came out of Italy. Um, they were housed in a beautiful cathedral in Florence and came to America. And it was called Miraculous Encounters. And so can anybody guess what maybe these two who these two figures are? Yes, it is. It's Mary and Elizabeth. Excellent. So... Um, Mary is on the left-hand side, Elizabeth on the right. And, um, and it's, it's known for its, the, the mannerisms and the, the intense... Oh, my gosh, no, it's hair. <laughs> there it is, I got it. <laughs> Their expressions. Um, so not only the, the expressions of the, the two main figures, but also the expressions of the the onlookers. It's called The Visitation. Um, I'm no... I'm not a... I'm j I just find art interesting, okay? So just come with me. <laughs> and um, so I just wanted to show this because the story we're going to be reading out of this morning is this particular moment in Scripture. And um, we're going to turn to Luke because it's the only gospel that has Mary's version of it. 
And we're going to start reading from 26. So yeah, come with me. Get your Bibles out. Because we're going to kind of work through it this morning. Chapter 1, Luke 1, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favoured woman. The Lord is with you. I love this. Confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Uh, Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. For you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. He will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. Exclamation mark. People used to say she was barren, but she's now in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Confused and disturbed. I love that as the graphic, as the visuals to this moment. So Mary, she's like 14 years old, has an encounter with the angel Gabriel, he's just telling her all of this stuff that's about to happen. I'm just trying to imagine what I would be feeling if I were her. Um, I mean, there's a lot. You'd be feeling like a storm on the inside. You'd be like, oh, my gosh, I just saw a heavenly being. Oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Oh, my gosh, that's terrifying. Like, you would just be like storm, 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 going crazy, trying to figure it out. What the heck is going on here? The Lord is good. Um, And and I love that the angel reveals to Mary that her relative is pregnant. So in amongst her whole situation, God's like, hey, hey, it's okay, it's okay. Your relative, she's pregnant. Supernatural. Same kind of thing. Yo, go find her, you know. So Mary's like, all right, I'm going to find this relative ASAP. So this is the moment where they, they see each other. It's an incredible moment. The intensity in their eyes, just the way they are like intertwined, the clothes intertwined. It's like... You, you know something. You, like, we are sharing a moment. This is, this is holy. This is incredible. Wow. We're on the same page. And I love that. And the, the onlookers, they're like blank. 
They have no idea what's going on. They just see two really excited women or really like, you know, I don't know, like, I don't want to say possessed, but like it kind of <laughs> has that really intensity about it. Have no idea what's going on, whereas this is a miraculous moment. They're coming together. And I, the message that I want to share, I promise I'll get into it, is, um, is called In Good Company. In Good Company. If this is your first time here this morning, you are in good company. Firstly, the Lord is here and the Lord is good. And this is good company. And then we, so Mary seeks out someone who will understand because her husband or her fiancé is freaking out. My, my fiancé is pregnant. I didn't do it. What are they going to think? I'm... What do I do with her in the meantime? Like, how, how do I bridge this situation? <laughs> and um, so Joseph doesn't know what to do. She, she can't go to him. She goes to Elizabeth. And she finds a common, common ground and she finds a perspective, a heaven's perspective on her situation. And we need to... I love that in amongst life, in amongst the storm, in amongst the chaos, in amongst um, screaming babies, in amongst challenging times at work, in amongst it all, in amongst just sadness, in amongst mourning, in the dull, in the waiting, we need to keep heaven's perspective have to. We need to find it. And sometimes it's in good company. It's in the company of others who can speak the truth in love, who aren't intimidated by, sorry, we'll just have that picture up again, who aren't intimidated by someone else's future and blessing. Elizabeth is 90. She waited 90 years, let's say 80, because she wouldn't really know what having a baby is for the first 10 years of her life. She waited her entire life to become pregnant, and she finally has it, and she's pumped. And then Mary comes along. Mary's like 14 years old, you know? She could have looked at Mary and just been like, well, you got yours, you weren't even asking. <laughs> And you're just given this blessing. I've asked for 90 years. But Elizabeth, you know, she's so encouraging. She embraces Mary. She sees the blessing on her life and she embraces her. She brings her in. And it is a, it is a miraculous moment and it is beautiful. And I want to read Ephesians 4. And it says, lead your life worthy of your call. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Making allowances for each, other, each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. Binding yourselves together in peace. 
For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father who is over all, in all, and living through all. To have heaven's perspective is to seek unity, is to seek peace, and always acting from a place of love, and have no other motive other than love. Our current situations, whether we know it or not, are connected to something bigger, and we don't have the full picture. We don't see where we are, and we don't see it in, in our current state. But people around us are more likely to be able to see things that we don't. Lift our head up above the storm. You heard the saying, it's got a head in the clouds. What about like having your head above the clouds? So not even like, yeah, not even here, not even in the clouds, but above the clouds, where it is peaceful, where it is calm, where it is bright, where we can hear the voice of God, where we can sense his warmth, his presence, his peace. And we can know that through it all, it's going to be okay because we're in the good company of our heavenly Father. Friends who lift other friends' heads up high above the clouds. We need it. We need it. Mothers, I can just bring it in for a big cuddle. It's okay. These sleepless nights will end. We need it so much. <laughs> hmm. In our households, in our households, you know, there's conflict in our households all the time, all the time. How are we approaching it? Are we approaching it with, like, from a place of bitterness or resentment? But we always, we need to lift our heads up above the cloud, above what the situation is. Just see it from heaven's perspective. See what's really going on, really what's going on. Because there is something working against us all the time. And we don't see it a lot of the time. Let's keep reading. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leapt within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. Beautiful words coming from Elizabeth. Words of 
affirmation, words of, um, she says, my Lord. So Mary knows God, and so does Elizabeth. And Elizabeth recognises that we have the same God, and this is... This is something pretty incredible. My Lord should visit me. She sees it for what it is. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what, what he said. She, she has encouragement. She has words of affirmation. And then we just get to see... Mary's response, which is so lovely. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God, my, my Saviour. For he took notice of the lowly servant girl and from, I need a tissue. <laughs> I'm not getting emotional, I'm just needing a tissue. <laughs> Golly gosh, I'm just going to keep them up here too. Yes. Feel free to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now's a good moment. <laughs> Everybody's doing it. <laughs> oh. For the mighty, the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation. To all who fear him, his mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble... He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be, to be merciful. For he made his promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his children forever. This is Mary's response to Elizabeth. Her heart responds in song of praise. And not just any song, but a song that she'd heard a thousand years ago, that was sung a thousand years ago, that she'd heard. She'd heard people say that, commentators say that this song resembles Hannah's song when Hannah became pregnant, well, received the word, the promise of God a thousand years ago. So this song is in her spirit and it came from her heart and was declared in response to this news, to this situation. An ancient song springs from her heart. What's your song's cry? Like, what's your song? What is your song? In our, in our household, um, Abel is like, I think, I don't know, we must sing a lot at home because at like every opportunity, Abel would just be like, la, 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 la. <laughs> it's just, 
it's just comes out of him. You know, he doesn't think about it. Well, maybe he does. Maybe, he, maybe we're all singing and so he just wants to sing along. But that's his song. It just comes out of him. And, um, and I find as a mum and parents, I think we could probably relate together, that in tough times, when there's a bit of chaos going on, um, we've just kind of like learnt to just kind of like sing through it. <laughs> this is going to be a good day. I love what you're doing, Dawn. <laughs> now will you help me pick it up? <laughs> disarms the situation, <laughs> creates a bit of fun when you're in the car and your kids are screaming in the, in the back. You just put, like, the radio on. It's kind of like, oh, catches their attention. It's like, oh, I can sing along to this. This is good. Oh, diffuses the whole situation. So good. Oh. So the praise, but the praise that I'm talking about, that we're talking about this morning, is not human praise. It's not that she's seeking her own flattery. No, it's something far more powerful. Praise declares the goodness of God and his faithfulness, his unending love, his mercy. When we declare the goodness of God, when we praise our saviour, our king, our creator, we're looking to him We're not looking to our own circumstance. We're speaking faith. Well, faith is built. Our spirits rise. Faith rises, not by wishfully convincing ourselves that everything will work out, but we look to who God is. And his praise draws him near. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. Man, that moment when you just feel so detached to the world and everything and and God, just start singing his praises. Thank you, Jesus. You are with me. You will never leave me. Even though I've walked away, you have not left me. You are right here chasing me down. Your love is unending. There's nothing I can do that will separate me from your love. Speak those words of praise and he will come near. He inhabits it. Even when we don't feel like it. When we have a moment, what do we do? What's our song? Do we just kind of go, oh, life is the worst. Oh, I'm just going to run away. I don't know what that was. (laughs) Not even a song. (laughs) I could sing high five. That would be like the worst. What else? There's some pretty bad music out there. Um, Or, or, yeah, that's a bad one. Um, Do we kick into faith? We kick into praise. We've got, to, we've, got to, we've got to take on that praise. It's a powerful thing. And our household. Do we talk negatively to each other? Or are our songs kind of like drab and dull? Or is it 
upbeat. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. Because the songs that come from our heart, it's, it's our song, of course. But if you're a parent here, it kind of becomes your kid's song too. And sure, we can live in our own kind of sphere, but there are people around us. Whether you have children or not, there are people around us. And they get that song, they hear that song every time they come near you. And is it going to drag people down or is it going to draw them to Jesus? It's going to draw them to his light, his love, his faithfulness, his goodness, his kindness. It saves. I want my household to be filled with praises of heaven so that my daughter, when she's having a tough time, there's a song in her heart that stems from, from those songs that we've sung. why we come here when we don't when we can't sing them ourselves we come here we come to good company we come to the house of God we read those words on the screen even when we don't want to even when it's hard but we do it and God comes near And he changes our hearts and he fills us up. And we can walk out boldly. I'm going to keep reading. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back to her own home. Three months she hung with Elizabeth. Three months getting her bearings on the situation. Three months soaking in the presence of God, soaking in the company of, of trusted, loving people. Three months coming to terms, three months building, three months praising, three months words of confidence and affirmation being spoken into her. Craziest, craziest situation And she goes back home. Situation's the same. She's still a virgin. She's still growing a baby. Three months in. Starting to show. She's still... It's it's all the same. um, But she's different. Everything's different. And that's what, that's us, isn't it? Our lives keep on ticking on. It's not like we have a a tough time and then it kind of stops and it's like, all right, stop, let's just love this person for a while. Okay, now be mean again or have a tough time or, you know, like life goes on. Our challenges keep being challenging. Our kids keep being challenging. Our workplaces keep being challenging. Our relationships They're challenging, but it's when we get heaven's perspective, when we can find a song of praise in our heart, that we can come back to our homes confident, strong, bright, 
she has this baby and the, and the world has changed forever because she was able to walk that journey. Great company, such good company. Ephesians 3.16, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he would empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your, your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. What a beautiful promise. Wow. God and his unlimited resources will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. God's got this. He's good company. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Keep you strong. Do what you do with the love and strength of Christ. Walk the straight and narrow. Walk this life that you have been called to. Walk it. It's the greatest walk you can do. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and power to do what pleases him. Not even in our own strength. It's in his strength. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ, Jesus my Lord. What a beautiful revelation and place to come to. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My encouragement this morning is to keep walking. And we're talking about this straight and narrow. It's this life called to Christ, knowing him. It is this privileged life. And we can look to different people and different places to seek what it is we feel we need. But it's God we need. It's the company of Christ. And it's the clarity of heaven that we need to see. We need people to help us see that. Find clarity in situations. We can't do it on our own. And you know, sometimes we go to people and they, they're the onlookers. They have no idea what's going on. They might say lovely words and they might mean well, but there is that miraculous encounter that we have together in this company.
And the song of praise in our heart builds us. Encourages others. We need each other. We need God. I um I'm gonna say it anyway. I (laughs) I was journaling the other day and um God's been so gracious. Um and so kind, and he, I guess this is coming from a place of like, um, like, I need you, I need you, I need your happiness, but I also need your hard times, and I need your sorrow, to make me feel more human, to understand humanity. I need the victories and I need the downtimes, the valleys. We need each other. We need all the colour that comes out of us, whether it's nice, we need all the smells, whether it's pleasant or bad, we need it all. We actually need it all. And we can't, we can't just sort of select who we put ourselves around, whether it's comfortable or convenient. We need it all. Inconvenient, uncomfortable. Because God is so radical that he would draw this wild bunch of people together and that's just his story from the beginning. It's always been his story of just we need each other. <laughs> okay. I really like the way Luke um, is, he, this book is the only one that does Mary's perspective on the situation. I like that um, because Luke was a bit of an outcast, um, he wasn't a Jew. And so he he gets he gets what it is to sometimes feel like he doesn't fit or he doesn't belong or he's not good enough. And I like that he takes his revelation of Christ that is that you do fit, you do belong, you are loved, regardless. And he writes and supports those people in time. So he highlights the Mary and the Elizabeth, the women, and he celebrates the poor. And Jesus' encounters with the poor and the needy, he just says, God is for everyone. doesn't matter. Everyone. You're so loved as you are. That's why he came. That's why he died. Can we accept it? Can we acknowledge it? And can we see that in our brokenness and in our 
weirdness that we are beautiful together. We're united in Christ and his beautiful love. And when we're united, it is harmonious and we are strong.